the college basketball experience socon conference preview edition on the sports gaming podcast network is brought to you by prize picks go to prizepicks.com slash sgpn and use code sgpn for a first deposit match up to 100 dollars we're also brought to you by hall of fame bets the sports betting research platform for parlays props and game lines Download that Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use that code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Plus, we're brought to you by the MMA Gambling Podcast who just launched their own YouTube channel. So get over there, check that out, and make sure you subscribe because they're giving away MMA Gambling Podcast hoodie. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash MMA hoodie for all details today. College basketball experience, so con style. Oh, this is a great league. I mean, I say that about every league, but especially the so con. You got history, you got tradition, you've got teams that have knocked off teams in the NCAA tournament, whether it was, you know, the Furman Paladins last year knocking off the Who Who Virginia Hoosiers. You also had the Wofford Terriers a couple years ago when Mike Young was there, East Tennessee State in the past, Greensboro when Wes Miller was there. I mean, this is a great league. This is a great mid-major league. This is why we love college basketball. But if you're wondering who you're listening to, I am Moneyline Mac, a.k.a. the former former video coordinator for Bob Huggins and Frank Martin. And joining me on this great SoCon basketball preview is the man, the myth, the legend from the state of Michigan. He's got a lumbaron up there. He's driving through the snow on Halloween trying to find some kids at a trick-or-treat. He is Noah Beanick. AKA 77. What's up, man? Hold on. Don't put me in that corner driving a van around giving out candy on Halloween. That just <laughs> doesn't quite sound hey, right. To that me. came out wrong. Don't, yeah. hey, scratch that. Yeah. Take two. <laughs> what's up, man? <laughs> uh, I'm doing great. What's going on, Mac? Uh, new setting for me today here. Hopefully, the Wi Fi is going good. Hopefully, the sound sounds great. I, it, I'm, I'm new to this, tinkering around. I'm actually dog sitting. For my aunt, I've actually mentioned her on the show a couple of times. She played mm-hmm. basketball for Florida way back in the day. Um, so uh, the SEC show, when we record it tomorrow, I've got some props because she's got plenty around this place. But tonight, there you- SoCon should be fun. <laughs> there you go. And uh, so so where are you? Are you in Michigan still? Yeah, currently still in Michigan. They're, they went to a wedding for the weekend. So Nice. Oh, they, dude, you you got you got the best setup. Uh, nothing better than a college football and NFL weekend and college basketball when we get there. When my fiance's parents are like, hey, we need you to watch the dogs. I'm like, hey, send them my way. I send them yeah. my way because that means my ass is right on the couch from fucking <laughs> noon all the way to 2 a.m., drinking the whole day, yelling at the TV because, you know, I never lose a bet. It's always the coaches, the players, or the referees' fault. So yelling at plenty of them. But – Hey, we got a third man in the box, and some of you might know this guy from the Golf Gambling Podcast, or, I mean, he's doing great work over there on the SGPN uh, picks page and the, oh, there we go, right with me. Um, there you go. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm not used to hosting and dunking, but this is Matt Gannon, and he is not, he's one of us. He, he's a guy that college, covers college basketball from November 6th, all the way to April 8th, I think it is this year. Matt, welcome to the College Basketball Experience, and glad to have you on the show finally. Yeah, thank you guys for having me, for sure. I've been doing a lot of uh, college hoops writing. Happy to finally get on a show, because I've been yes. strictly with the golf shows like I was talking to you guys about, and I'm ready to talk some hoops, especially SoCon. Gotta love the SoCon, one of my favorite mid-major conferences. Yeah, Matt. So, I mean, get into the uh, your background story a little bit for the listeners before we jump into the show. Uh, and, I mean, behind the scenes, we asked you, what's your favorite mid-major? And you respond with SoCon. And we're like, yeah, let, let's make this one happen. 
Yeah, I don't know what it was about the SOCOM, but you can literally search my name on Twitter. Like, and you know, you could search a word. You could type my name slash SOCON and it will come <laughs> up. Bear, uh, play SOCON highlights at my funeral because I just love watching SOCON hoops. But yeah, a little bit about me. Uh, live in West Palm Beach, Florida. Handicap, golf, uh, football, and basketball. And I just, I live this shit. It's just like you guys. Uh, not not much into it. Just I'm just a degenerate just like you guys and I'm ready to win some bets. Talk some hoops. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Like I said, get over there. You're going to be following. I mean, you're probably checking out articles. Everybody listening out there right now. And you probably have stumbled uh, across one of Matt's articles uh, from the past, or you're going to stumble across them coming into this year. I know he's got a futures article out there as well. So make sure you should go over there, follow Matt's great work, but uh, glad to have you on the actual mic here to break down this great oh, yeah. SoCon. Uh, Matt, I'll, I'll lead it back to you. What was your take on the SoCon last year and a magical year and a magical run that ended in a NCAA tournament win? Yeah, obviously Furman got that W. They had those two studs that are obviously no longer yeah. there anymore, but it was a great conference a year in to year out. You can see the worst teams in the league beating the best teams in the league. It just – me and Noah were saying so much scoring, so much three-pointers, so much – pure college basketball bliss that it just a Tuesday night, you could turn on some SoCon and you could watch it. But yeah, obviously Furman got that, got that done and we'll, we'll get there eventually to see how they will do this season. But awesome, awesome year of SoCon basketball, few teams surprised, surprised us, but I'm looking forward to it. Indeed. And Noah, let's, let's go right into it. Uh, can you cue up the clip to throw it back to when yeah, we, when we, when we, uh, we're watching those Furman Paladins get it done on the money line against the Virginia Cavaliers out of Vegas. One of the all-time great uh, TCE clips, and Noah was there to uh, catch, capture this great moment. I mean, this this was fantastic. Just watching all those freaking private school wahoos get out of there depressed. It was great. Look at that guy <laughs> right behind Sean. <laughs> all right, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> our entire booth was on Furman one of our yes. favorite locks of the first day look at Colby I know my favorite part is Kramer coming up here after it completely goes final yeah and he says and he says he says goodbye to the <laughs> JP Pagese, let's go. And, and then Kramer goes and taunts the Virginia fans <laughs> as they exit the building. Oh, that's great. What is a Wahoo? Yeah, that's what that was the theme of that game. Uh I have one of one of the greatest college basketball tournament games of all time that i mean that that was only like at 11 a.m pacific too because we were out in the pacific time nothing like cracking open a cold one right at 9 a.m with the games tipping off can't beat that uh what were you gonna say no yeah that, that was a fun one for sure and tvdbj in the chat goes he goes colby looks like he was having a breakdown lmao what a game he technically was because on the other screen on the far left we had arizona and princeton going on that was his <laughs> national champion pick and they fell to the Tigers Damn. in the first round. So <laughs> that was that was his position there. Uh, awesome moment all around. Because, I mean, that cheered up Mac. It was needed because yes. West Virginia yes. had just lost the game before. It was yes. a morale pickup. It worked out for the entire team because, like I said, the whole booth was on Furman. And thank God for Kihei Clark with that stupid turnover. <laughs> no doubt. No, it's one of the all-time greats. But uh, we're going to dive in team by team on the SoCon but first, we got to talk about good old prize picks because prize picks is the most fun when you can bet 25 times the money with football season now. They're adding basketball season, too, so you can select two or more players, pick winners, projected stats, and play your own entry. This week, uh, prize picks is, is introducing uh, college basketball back to their lineup and testing your skills with prize picks is the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. If you have skills, you can turn 10 into 250 with just a few taps. And Price Picks is simple to play. You can make your picks in less than 60 seconds. And 
for all you fantasy guys out there that might have had like a B. John Robinson a couple weeks ago that were pissed off when he sat out with fucking migraines, don't worry. They got this reboot policy where you can, um, if, if they exit in the first half, they don't return in the second half, they got a reboot, and next thing you know, boom, high injury insurance policy. So prize picks always looking out for their users. I love prize picks. I know Noah loves prize picks. He's used this in the past, gave out a couple winners early last year and will do so once again. So get over there to prize picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash SGPN and use code SGPN for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash code SGPN. Prize picks, daily fantasy made easy. We're also brought to you by the MMA Gimli Podcast that just launched their own YouTube channel. In honor, they're giving away MMA uh, Gimli Podcast hoodie to one lucky winner. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash MMA hoodie to submit your entry today. And make, you, make sure you subscribe to the MMA Gambling Podcast on YouTube so you're eligible to collect your winnings. All righty. Let's get right into this, gentlemen. We are talking SOCON basketball, this great league with great institutions. And let's lead it off with uh, one of the better ones traditionally they – uh, I mean, you go back to Lamont Paris two years ago. We talked about teams that almost pulled upset. Should have beat Illinois on the money line uh, two years ago. Dan Earl's in his second year now. He came over from VMI 18 and 17 in year number one, seven and 11. Bad luck, though, because Jake Stevens was injured a majority of the year. 22 points a game, 10 rebounds. He's out. Jamal Johnson's out, 14 points a game. Dalvin White's out. AJ Caldwell, KC Hankton, Kristan Corzalet. Jamal Walker and Brody Robinson. So they pretty much lose their entire team from, uh, from the looks of this and what I'm looking at. Um, But incoming, I mean, they did a good job in the portal. They got Trey Bonham coming over from the Florida Gators, Jan Zedek from Pepperdine, Rudy Fitzgibbons from Citadel, Tyler Millman from middle Tennessee, Kai Statman from Daytona state, Miles Shea from the skills factory, Sean Cusano from Hilton head prep, I mean, you got to think that Dan Earl, he did a good job at VMI. It, it, it's going to be it's going to be a hard team to kind of gauge just because of all the turnover, especially losing Stevens. But I think that they'll be solid, probably middle of the pack. I, I mean, the top, we'll talk about it, but the top is pretty damn good. So I, I think this is a solid team, but I don't think that they're going to win the league by any means. Noah, how about you? They lose a good chunk of last year's production. Yeah. Actually, the most uh, they have the least amount of returning minutes from a season ago. Only twenty two percent of their minutes coming back. However, uh, two transfers last year uh, followed Coach Earl from VMI, but they had to sit out because the SoCon has a rule yes. where if you transfer in conference, uh, you're not allowed to play the first year. So his backcourt from VMI followed him over to Chattanooga. And he's going to have Honor Huff, who played 27 and a half minutes two seasons ago, 10 points a game. Uh, and he was an efficient shooter from three. I mean, that VMI team over there with Earl was lighting it up with the three ball. Um, and then Rudy Fitzgibbons, the third, also followed over 22 minutes that year, eight points per game. He also shot 36% from three. The backcourt's going to be fun to watch. Again, they lose their big man, Jake Stevens. Um, so they have a new center this year that's a, that's going to be a question mark in general the front the front court they do have some depth there um but uh it's it's Jan Zedek on the bench and Tyler Millen after that they struggle finding minutes because they're waiting on a waiver for Trey Bonham coming in yeah. from Florida so uh the backcourt's got some questions outside of the two VMI kids but again they didn't play last year so it's going to take some time for the box to really get going this season then we'll kind of adjust to how they're playing in the first half for our expectations going into conference play. Yeah, Matt, this, how you? this Chattanooga roster over the last two years definitely took some steps back because that roster two years ago is was just so fun. Malachi Smith, DG Pay, and Silvio Silvio de Sousa, they were so good and so fun. And then watching them play last year, night and day, how different this team was with Stevens in versus Stevens out. When Stevens was in the roster, they could beat any mid-major team in the damn country, it feels like. But when he was out, they were a mess. And obviously, they're not going to have him this year. So 
Um, Sam, Alex- Sam Alexis, could he take that step up and join the best big men in the conference? We will have to see. But like I, I'm agreeing with you guys. Uh, middle of the pack with a decent ceiling. So we're all in agreement somewhere in the middle. Uh, not horrible, not great. I mean, it, it, it's a competitive league. So let's go over to a team that may be in the basement. That is the Citadel Bulldogs in Charleston, South Kakalaka. Uh, like I said, Ed Conroy in the second year, they finished 10 and 22, 5 and 13 in league play. They lose a good chunk too. Stephen Clark out 16 points a game, six rebounds. Austin Ash, 15 points a game. Uh, Jackson Price out. David Maynard out. Brady Spence out. They are a military school, so it's always tricky trying to reload and, and revamp your roster. So they're bringing over Winston Hill from Presbyterian. Quinton Melora Brown from Vanderbilt. Kenyon Davis uh, is a freshman. Cam Roberts is a freshman. Marcus Pigram's a freshman. Christian Moore, Quinn Nelson. And Levi Burkholz, all freshmen. So my count, what's that? Six freshmen. Hard to think that this team's gonna take a step step up when when they're bringing in this many freshmen. I, I, I this is a hard job with, with the military requirements, and we'll talk on the other touch on the other uh, military team in this league as well. They they have the same restrictions. Um, they're gonna be in the bottom for me. Noah, you. Yeah, when Citadel's at their best, they're usually hitting the outside shots. Last year, this team was very poor uh, from the perimeter shooting-wise. Uh, they were 10th uh, in effective field goal percentage. Uh, sorry, 7th in effective field goal percentage. You're looking at the wrong thing there. But you said it. There's a lot of freshmen here on the bench. This is the second least experienced team coming into the year in the SOCON, and it's evident in the depth because – uh, there's two guys that have played minutes at any point before. Uh, looking at the starting five, though, they, they return three grad seniors um, or bring in three grad seniors on the projected starting five. Elijah Morgan's going to be the key piece, though. He played 31 minutes a game last season. Um, you look for his offensive production to step up a little bit after losing a couple of key pieces from last year. But overall, I think this is a team in the basement in the SoCon. Yeah, I, I don't know who's scoring on this roster. To be honest, I, I Citadel used to be one of my Citadel used to be one of my favorite SoCon teams when they had Hayden Brown and Fletcher B. They would score and they could run with anyone. They were so good ATS that season, and then last year they were obviously bad. And now this year, I I feel like it's just going to be more of the same. I feel like Coach did a good job getting some guys in to play his style of basketball, but still. Looking at the roster, I don't know who's scoring. Citadel can always be a bit of a trap spot when they're playing uh, at home home games, but still, I don't, I don't, I'm not seeing it. I don't think anyone's seeing it. That's why they're 28 to one. So, not a hot take. No, no, not at all. Uh, but yeah, we're all in agreement. The Citadel Bulldogs in the basement. Let's go over to the Buccaneers, not not the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm talking about the East Tennessee State Buccaneers from Jonesboro, Tennessee. Brooks Savage. First-year head coach, Steve Forbes, guys. Keep a monitor that. He was there every step of the way when Forbes got that thing going in East Tennessee State. Uh, He kind of has taken over uh, a tough situation a little. Not not tough situation, but this program has taken a step back over the last couple years. Uh, Jordan King's out, 16 points a game. Jalen Haynes out, 15 points a game. DeAnthony Tipler's out. Josh Taylor's out. Jamarius Harrison and Brock. Jenick is out. So basically a whole new roster, which is not a bad thing. I think they needed a clean slate with, with the new coaching staff coming back over um, from the Steve Forbes tree. They, they always recruited well through the portal and the, and uh, the junior college route under Steve Forbes and Brooke Savage is going to do the same thing here with Kamari Peterson from John a Logan, Ebby uh, Samoa uh, transfer from Delaware, Jaden Parker from North Florida, DJ Hughes from Butler, Tyler Rice from Bill and Mary, Karen Boyd from USC, Aiken, and McKee Johnson from Huntington Prep. I kind of, I kind of think they're going to be sneaky because I've seen this program work via the transfer portal in the junior college route with Steve Forbes. This is a Steve Forbes guy. Like I said, I'm going to say slight middle of the pack with the chance to work their way into the top four. I, I know it is only year number one to Brooke Savage, but I do think this team's going to be underrated. Noah, how about you? 
So I'm a little bit worried uh, with a couple of the important pieces. You got a brand new point guard, brand new center. Uh, Justice Smith and Jaden Seymour returned from last year. They're both juniors. They play, played the three and the four. Uh, lengthy guys can play good defense. Um, their roles probably offensively need to uh, increase uh, this season for them to be uh, competitive in the SOCON here because there's a lot of good offensive teams in this conference. But this is another one of those tough handicaps because it's a brand-new coach. He brings in a lot from the portal. The roster kind of turned over. Um, they only bring back 40% of the minutes from last year. Uh, it's another one that it's kind of like see how they play out in November, December, um, and then adjust your uh, expectations for them going into SOCON conference play. Um, for me, though, th- I, I have to project them in the bottom half. I think there's some really good basketball teams in the SOCON this year. Yeah, I think you hit the hit the nail on the head right there. They're what I like to call a wait and see team. Obviously, Savage comes from that Forbes tree, and it's all going to all come down to coaching. But the roster that they bring on hasn't proven anything. So how can we handicap them? I'm going to wait. I'm not going to bet on them. I'm not going to bet against them. I wouldn't be surprised if they're solid. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna wait. Give it a month. Give it a few weeks and see how they rock. But I would say uh, middle of the pack towards the bottom. Yeah, out of the two teams that I've kind of labeled. This bottom half, I'd say I like Chattanooga a little bit better than the Buccaneers roster here. I'd probably agree because they proved a little bit more with that sim- with the, some of the guys on the roster. Yeah, I don't disagree. Uh, all right, we'll go over to our darling last year in, in March Madness, but first we got to talk about Hall of Fame bets because you can win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, and MLB as with historical data. Enter any parlay into the Hall of Fame Bet's revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by each leg so you know which ones have the best value and basically what, what is the value on your parlay. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft a more intelligent data-driven parlay. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. With the code SGPN to get fifty percent off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All righty, back on the college basketball experience. Let's go over to those very, very paladins from Furman coming off an historical year under Bob Ritchie, who's in his seventh year already. He's done an unbelievable job there. Twenty-eight and eight, fifteen and three in league play. Bob Ritchie over his tenure there. I mean, Furman was not a top-notch job when he got there. I mean, they 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 were kind of middle of the pack in his uh seven years. I'm talking six years, 23 and 10, 25 and 8, 25 and 7, 16 and 9, the COVID year, 22 and 12, and then 28 and 8. They were so due to get over the hump and get to the dance last year. Obviously, they lose the two studs with Mike, Mike Bothwell, 17 points a game, three rebounds a game. Jalen Slauson, who was kind of do it all, 15 points a game, seven rebounds. P.J. Smith's coming over from Lee. Cooper Bowser coming over from Sunrise Christian. And then a couple of freshmen here in Edrin Brunson and Tommy Humphreys. So they lose. I mean, they lose their their one-two, one-two punch. But, I mean, we've seen Richie do this over and over again, Keep a, keep a good program win 20 plus games every single year. He's going to do that. I have no reason to think that they're not going to still be in the top three, despite losing those two studs. I don't know if they'll win it again, but they're going to be right there to win it right at the end. I mean, this is still as talented a roster as any in the SOCON. Noah, do you agree with that assessment? Yeah. Richie loses his two leading scores from a season ago, but JP pegs, he returns after hitting that game winning shot against Virginia in the NCAA tournament. Last year, the Paladins, they on paper, they were a slam dunk pick to win the SoCon. But mm-hmm. this year, I, I think the door is cracked open for some competitors because Richie didn't really bring in any additions through the transfer portal. Um, that might not just be his way of doing things, and I, I respect that totally. But um, on, on paper, the roster, you know, the front court lacks a little bit of depth offensively because they don't have Slauson anymore. Uh, the backcourt, however, it's strong with Pegs and Marcus Foster, who both played 29 or more minutes a game last season. Um, and last year, the Paladins, uh, th- they, they're they going to lean on that duo big time for their offensive production this season uh, with both 
with uh, with Bothwell, I, he was in this program for five years. Richie's been there for six. This is his seventh year going in. Uh, he's had a top 100 offense nationally every year he's been in Greenville. Um, even losing his top scorers, I expect more of the same from the Paladins. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. And I knew this team was special last year when in their their one early season tournament, they were down by like 25 against Penn State at the half. Yeah. They came all the way back and almost won that game. I remember Penn State was like three-point favorites. I was like, oh, easy easy win. And then I look back, I'm like, what the what the hell happened here? But losing the two studs is going to hurt more, more defensively, I think, than anything because they return so much of this roster, and these guys are going to grow. These guys are going to get better. These guys are Furman Paladins. They can score the basketball. But Slauson and Bothwell are were studs defensively, and that's not replaceable by growth. So – just by default, I think there's going to take a little, a little bit of a step back. The league outside of them hasn't grown exponentially where I think there's they still can't win it. I mean, so they're going to st- take a little step back. Defensively is going to be a problem, I think, maybe at first, but we'll see how they write the ship. Um, still, definitely, I mean, they're one of the favorites to win this league. Going to be solid. I mean, you got to be scared of the purple and white. I think Furman will be in the conversation, like you guys were saying. Yep. Completely agree. Let's go over to the Mercer Bears. Greg Ga- Greg Gary, sorry, is already in his guard. Yeah, Greg Gard from Wisconsin. <laughs> Greg Gary uh, was w- one of the really good assistants for Matt Painter at Purdue. Already in his fifth season, they lose they lose some, they lose some key role guys. I mean they they don't lose a ton. I mean they lose Kamar Robertson, eleven points a game. Sean Walker, eight points a game. Lewis. Tato, seven points a game. James Glisson, David Craig, Shannon Grant. I mean, lose a solid amount of production, but they do bring in uh, some pieces via the transfer portal, whether it's uh, Caleb Hunter from Mississippi Valley State, Robbie Carmody from Notre Dame. That's a good get. He, he's going he's he's to be a good fit there. Alex Holt from High Point, City Diallo from UMKC, and then he brings in some freshmen and David Thomas. Anthony Bernard, Jake Davis from the freshman route. So, so Mercer under Greg Gary has kind of just been middle of the pack, um, year in and year out. I, I kind of think they're going to say the same. They didn't do enough to me to where I mean I like Carmody, but I don't think he takes him into that next tier where we're talking about with the the Furman guys, the Greensboro guys, the Walford guys. So. I think more of the same in that six to or five to five to eight range. That's where I have Mercer. Yeah, you mentioned it with Gary. I mean, being a Matt Painter disciple, the offense kind of runs through the big man. Jalen McCreary, the center, uh, had 15 points a game last year. He was their leading scorer in 24 minutes. Um, his role is going to increase. Uh, he's going to play more than 24 minutes a game this year for certain after losing two of their uh, other top three scores. Um, the only other uh, senior returning on this projected starting five is Jalen Cobb, um, who only played 11 and a half minutes a season ago. Uh, he was efficient when he, when his number was called, uh, hit 58% of his shots from the floor. He was 62 and a half percent from three, obviously short sample size, but the other three players on this projection starting five are all sophomores. Didn't really see a ton of time last year. Jock Quinones, Jock Quinones uh, was the only guy that averaged 20 or more minutes a season ago. Michael Zanoni was on the floor quite a bit as well, uh, six points a game. But um, honestly, this this team needs another year. I mean, one more one more season under these guys' belts. You might be able to bring back McCurry in a fifth, in a fifth yeah. year, um, and then you get the three sophomores as a junior. That's when Mercer is able to strike. However, uh, even if McCreer leaves, they still have three juniors on this team uh, that started a season ago. I think that's when you're looking for the Bears to take a step up. But from here, they're still in the bottom half of the SoCon. I think Mercer can surprise a few people this year just based off McCreary's big man prowess because this league, he's probably a number two or three big man in the league, and he could definitely take over games, especially when the game plan is styled to run through him. But I really think that uh, uh, Caleb Hunter from Miss Valley State could be that spark plug that they're looking for because they don't really have a guy like that. And I know he come from Mississippi Valley State. You could say what you want about SWAC basketball, but – there's still studs that can come out of those schools. They're just spark plug guys who can 
score the basketball and they, they don't they need that on this roster and he could definitely be that sixth man out, out at first and then eventually get into the starting role because the rest of the guards haven't proven much but I really think Mercer could surprise a few people they have uh, some veteran leadership uh the coach knows what they're doing and I'm gonna keep an eye out the, on, on them for the for the uh what is it 15 to 1 something like yeah. that I, I might throw a little bit at that okay all right there we go there's a long shot. Matt's giving out a long shot. Let's go yeah, over to even if even if they're like not in the in the front leading seat. I mean, there's also there's all, always a opportunity to hedge out too. Yeah, I think they'll be good. Mm-hmm. Indeed. All right, let's go over to a team that I like. This this team, <laughs> Bucky Ball baby, Sanford Bulldogs. Uh, you're for the Bucky era, and Bucky's forty eight and thirty five in his tenure, but back to back. 20-plus win seasons down there in Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, they lose Quez Glover, which is a big loss. He's over there at Kansas State. Logan Die as well, 13 points a game. Bubba Parham, 10 points a game. Jaron Riley, um, 5 points a game. Bringing in through the transfer portal, Ryland Jones from Utah State. Garrett Hicks from Alabama A&M. Dallas Grazani from Nova Southeastern. Zach Loveday from uh, from Baylor, so tapping into the high major there. And then some freshmen with Josh Holloway from Oak Hill, Riley Allen Spack. Um, so like I mentioned, they, they've won back-to-back 20-win uh, back-to-back 20-win seasons. They play a chaotic style of play. They, they, they press, they get up and down, they want to outscore you. I think they'll stay in the top four. I, I, I have no reason to think that this style of play doesn't translate to winning in the SoCon. Um, I mean, what, 15-3 and three in the SoCon last year, tied for the uh, regular season title. I like I like the Sanford Bulldogs team a lot this year, despite losing Quez Glover. Yeah, they lose two double-digit scores from a year ago. They're kind of retooling the backcourt, bringing in Ryland Jones from Utah State, which – Guards have been good coming from that program. He's a grad senior. He played 19 minutes a season ago. Garrett Hicks, he comes in from Alabama A&M, grad senior as well. He was one of their best players a season ago, 13 points, four rebounds a game, and he was an efficient shooter, shot 40% from three um, and 44% from the floor. Three seniors, two juniors, it's a great makeup for you. And then uh, mm-hmm. a core, a core, <laughs> all-name team there for the, oh, the yeah. SoCon um he his role is going to increase he only played 14 minutes a season ago but Jermaine Marshall is going to be the the face of the front court he played 25 minutes ago a uh, season ago 13 and a half points six and a half boards uh this is the guy that they're going to have to run their offense through with that new new backcourt at least for the first half of the season uh come second half though uh Sanford might be one of those teams I felt like last year they were kind of sneaky uh they they snuck up on some people and ended up tying for the regular season conference title in the SoCon. So I, I think they're in contention this year. They're not one of my favorites, uh, but they'll definitely be in the mix. Yeah. Sanford was my favorite team last year. They were ATS gods. I bet them so much last year. Yeah. They definitely made me a lot of money. And like you said, Jermaine Marshall, he is a true do it all guy, a true game changer. And I think adding him in with a core core who obviously played behind Logan die last year, he's not there anymore. He's going. They're going to have a solid, a very solid front court. And Rylan Jones is a guy who, when he graduates college, he is going to make so much money hustling people on uh, LA fitness courts. Because you look at Rylan Jones, he is not a hooper. He looks like a Duke student, like truly. <laughs> and he just gets on the court. Did when I first saw him at Utah State, I was like, "How is this guy on the team? He looks yeah. like a like the water guy." But he's a hooper. He can play. Um, missed some time with injury, obviously, but I think he's in a better situation than at, than at Utah State where he can finally be that uh, passer and just have a bigger role. So I think this team has a high ceiling. The coach is unreal. I don't think they're my pick to win it, but I'm kind of talking myself into it because just the martial prowess. We'll get there. Sanford Bulldogs, bet him again. Gannon fits with the college experience. I mean, it's his first show, and he's already shitting on the private school pussies over there in oh, yeah. North Carolina. So, oh, yeah. awesome oh, stuff. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> Fuck the private school pussies. If Colby uh, was on here, he'd be preaching that. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's get over to a team that, that's been really good over the last decade. That's the Spartans of UNC Greensboro. Mike Jones in his third season, 20 wins last year, did a good job at Radford prior to coming over to Greensboro. 
Um, they lose Keandre Kennedy, 14 points a game. Dante Tracy, seven points a game. Bas Lete, eight points a game. And Muhammad Abdul Salami, uh, seven points a game. They're going to retool like they always do through the portal. They're bringing over Tim Caesar from Utah Valley, Jalen Gibson from Winston-Salem State, Muan Reef from South Plains, and then a couple freshmen in Mason So and Domus Kozonas. Uh, I mean, they got Keyshawn Langley back. This this is a uh, this team's going to be right there, and they're also pretty old. I mean, you mentioned it, Noah. They got four four starting seniors in the backcourt, whether it's uh, grad transfers or or just seniors all together. I I still think they they do lose a couple pieces, but you got to trust the culture of this program to stay in the top four under Mike Jones in year number three. Yeah, Greensboro by far brings in the um, most experienced SoCon roster, according to Torvik, into the through the preseason into the season. The Langley Twins are a terrific grad senior backcourt duo, both with uh, the ball in their hands and without, uh, as they are both great handsy defender, defenders. Uh, They're both top 100 nationally in steals per game. Uh, the, in the front court, the Spartans also feature two seniors and Michael Brown Jones and Tim Caesar. Uh, Brown Jones was amazing on defense last year and efficient in his opportunities offensively. In just 20 minutes a game, he put up 10 points per game, shooting almost 60% from the field. Uh, Caesar will be a great defender because he comes in from a solid defensive program in the transfer portal via Utah Valley. Um, and I mean, whether it's been Wes Miller or Mike Jones, UNCG's defense has finished top four in the SOCON in each of the last six seasons. They've finished with the best defense via Ken Palm in the SOCON in four of those six seasons. Guys, this is my pick to win the SOCON this season. Oh, already teasing it. Yeah. I do terrible hey, at, at keeping my predictions silent I know. until the end. But. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but I'm I'm right with you, Noah. And like I said, I said earlier in this show – a few of these teams are going to have a bit of a bit trouble scoring the basketball and UNCG defense is the name of the game and defense can take them to the top. They were honestly a surprise team for me last year because they weren't great coming in. uh, Didn't really love the roster. Didn't have that many scores, but they did it with their defense and they scored when they needed to. So the Langley twins are back. They are going to, there's, there's not really a lethal guard tandem that's going to score like last year we had the guys from Sanford who were a problem and obviously uh Furman's guards were good but this year there's not I don't think there's a crazy guard duo that can just score the basketball like we had Glover and obviously we don't have that anymore these guys are going to take care of it they they know how they know how this conference works they've been there for years and one to five I think this team will guard well one to five I think this defense will I mean this team will score enough points so I'm gonna say it again. I'm they're with, they're my pick to win. Uh, yeah, it's it's go. a it's a mix of good returning offensive production and also just a historically good defense. That you know, defense is kind of rare in the SoCon, so it's something that I like the yeah. back here. I mean, it's gonna be a different type of basketball for most of these teams. I, I like UNCG this season. I like UNCG too. I don't know if I'll pick them to win it, but they're gonna be right there for me. I haven't decided yet. I, I you know I'm the host. I, I gotta I gotta <laughs> I gotta I gotta tease the ending so. Uh, I'm still making my rankings on the side based on how we talk about them, but I knew who I was picking coming into the show. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to pick VMI to win it. Let's go over to the VMI. 40 to 1, baby. 40 to 1. 40 to 1. Those are bad odds, honestly. Those odds should be longer. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. At a zero. You're disrespecting (laughs) the cadets of Andrew Wilson in his second year. They lose. Asher Woods, 14 points a game. Sean Conway out. Tyler Hauser got out as well. Tony Felder. Ricky Bradley, so they lose five double-figure scores <laughs> off a seven. But they, they didn't. They didn't play very deep. Oh, yeah, it was it yeah. was those five guys. <laughs> they didn't play any deep. They also didn't bring anybody. I, I, I said portal. deep. Play very deep, but oh, defense. Okay. Yes, that was also a rarity. <laughs> oh my god! So they they bring in all freshmen. Yeah. Uh, this team is going to be fucking horrible. <laughs> it's Corey Cotton, Dyron Cook, Maurice oh Wright, gosh. Stephen Alawiyani, Robert Peters, Jaron Morton, AJ Clark. They're finishing dead last. This is an easy handicap for me. This is, I mean, this is this is way worse than Citadel. Gannon said it. They're forty to one. I think that was the same price for Citadel. It should be a little bit longer. Yeah, at a zero. 
<laughs> um, the two bright You're spots. Probably doing it the right way, though. Yeah, 100%. take your lumps as freshmen and then build it up and see if you can keep those guys for a run in two years. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the the two bright spots for this team is Devin Butler. He's a senior guard, played twenty minutes a season ago, and then they also return a senior center and DJ Nussbaum. But I mean, that's that's about it for the positives for uh, VMI here. Yeah, they brought in nine guys to serve our country, not play basketball. So, VMI, <laughs> thank you for your service. You guys are not going to do great this year. Uh, we'll move on to the next team. Let's uh, let's go to the Catamounts. This, this team was feisty last year, finished fourth Ooh, in the SoCon. They might be even more feisty this year. Yeah, 40-1. to one. I mean, you got Western Carolina. Shout out to Weehawk. Uh, that's Weehawk, right? Weehawk, yeah. like – Yeah, yeah. He, he likes Kansas and Western Carolina. I, I, he sent – Patty sees some moonshine for one of the pick shows. That was a great episode. That was a great – yes. <laughs> they, they lost in the CBI last year. It was a good year under it Justin was. Gray in his third se- – or in his second year last year, third year now. They do lose uh, Tyson Cloudy, 15 points a game. Tyler Harris, five points a game. But they bring in a couple transfers in Kamar Robertson from Mercer, Charles Lampton from Charleston, Cornelius Williams from LSU, and Brandon Scott from, uh, what is that, Consumus River Community College. How that name? So this team's old, obviously, especially the starting five. Uh, Justin Gray, I mean, they they overachieved last year. I kind of th- think that they're going to be right there, middle of the pack with the chance to uh, knock on the door once again at a top four finish. Noah, how about you? Yeah, I agree. Uh, they, they bring back five seniors in the projected starting five as they return the most minutes from a fourth-place team in the SoCon a season ago. However, the Catamounts, they have to replace their best player and their big man, Tyson Claude. Um, Charles Lampton is tasked with that role to replace Claude. He only played seven minutes a game at Charleston last season. He is 6'11", so at the very least, he should be able to produce on the defensive end of the floor. Uh, the positives for this roster, though, is that the other top four scorers from a season ago return. Um, Jackson and Woolbright both averaged 15.8 points per game and 14 and a half points per game, respectively. Those two should tear it up again. The cats, they're going to be good this season. I look forward to seeing if they are able to compete with the recent powers of the SoCon for a title. Yeah. These guys definitely came out of nowhere last year and they were feisty all year. But then you think about it, they're in Cullowee, North Carolina. They ain't got shit else to do but yeah. play basketball. <laughs> yep, so, yeah. And they got uh, they obviously got that transfer in, Kamar Robertson from uh, – he came from Mercer, right? Uh, yeah. I think yes. he came from Mercer. So I think yes. he came in from yep. Mercer, and he's he's been a stud at Mercer the last few years. So him, compare him with, uh, pair him with Wolbright. They, like I said, they ain't got shit else to do but hoop, and they're gonna, <laughs> no one wants to go there. They're going to be good. They're going to be playing their basketball. Top three team in the team for top three team in the league for sure. Catamounts. Colby's bullish on Western Carolina too. I talked to him today. He made sure to make sure I mentioned that. I'm down eight to one. They're 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 definitely worth a sprinkle. I I like it. I like the I like the job Gray's doing. Touchdown Steelers. Sorry. Uh, Uh, I think he was out of bounds. I'm a little ahead of you. (laughs) <laughs> just kidding. So everybody just wondering, this is filmed when you listen to the podcast version Thursday, <laughs> November 2nd. Yeah, so if you're wondering why we're talking about the Steelers and Titans, yeah, you know. I, My we'll I honestly might run a run a uh, experiment back to VMI real quick. Just bet them ATS every game. I think that's a profitable strategy. Against them, bet against them, saying. Yes. Uh, let me let be. me ask you this because I, I have a theory too. When you have a shitload of freshmen and you play them, you you take it on the chin right away. So yeah, like you said, bet the shit out of them against them in November and December. And when they're sitting there in late January and February with an ATS record of what five and fifteen, I think that's when you come in on them when they're catching twenty plus in every league game. Yeah, VMI yeah. is 349th in Ken Palm. So I don't know if you're catching the market off guard early on in the season. <laughs> but I, I do I do think that they're not a team that you want to be back in early on in the year. Yeah. <clears throat> Who do they got All opening freshmen? night, Noah? Um, they are playing Richmond. They're a 17-point dog there. That, yeah, oh, I, I got a hot tip from someone about that. <laughs> like literally like three weeks ago, 
they were like bet Richmond opening night no matter what. And I didn't even know yeah. who they were playing, but now 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 that confirms it. That's a hammer. I yeah, I mean I mean Richmond does uh lose why am I blanking on his name? He went to he just Tyler went to Burden. Villanova. Burton, yeah, Burton, yeah, he went Burton went to Villanova, yeah. but I mean this is VMI we're talking about. We just went over yeah. that roster, so yeah, VMI is one of those unfortunate teams too. They're going to be playing, I think, seven games away from home until their first home game. Really? Wow. Yeah, the first one's against Clark Summit, which is not D one. Yeah, they got to get back to campus, get that military uh, yeah. training in. They're, they're going to they're, they're discover the fucking compass with Clark Summit. Let's go. Uh, let's go over to uh, one one of the powerhouses over the years in the Walford Terriers. No, are you are you sure this is two to one? Yeah, I, I pulled it straight from Caesars. No way. Yeah. They're two to one. I can um, pull it up again. Can I bet the no on them? Like, is, yeah. can I get a, like, <laughs> bet the no. So this this <laughs> this right this right off the bat is inflated based off of name. In, yeah, one hundred percent. Dwight Perry it, comes. Right I'm I'm double checking my work. <laughs> interesting interesting i saw that i was like that's got to be a typo uh dwight perry comes over he was with there he was with uh mike young during during the Wofford golden era as they like to call it um coming over they lose bj max 17 points a game jackson pavel Tetsky, uh, 15 points a game messiah jones 10 points a game amari tice uh three points a game they, you know, not a bad, they, not the worst transfer portal class, even though Mike Young's not a big transfer portal guy. Chase Cormier from Northeastern, Dylan Bailey from Northeastern State, Bilal El Shakiri is a freshman. Nice name. Jeremy Lorenz is a freshman, and Quentin Maze. So I think Dwight Perry's probably the right hire. He comes from the Mike Young tree, like I talked about, and that's was the golden era of when we saw Fletcher McGee and that team. Um, of when they when they had it going, so I think it's going to take a minute. Um, I think they're going to get better and better as the year goes on. But two to one, kiss my ass, no way. No, oh. I fixed it. That was a typo on my end. My, okay, my bad. Good catch, Mac. Yeah, uh, twenty-two I, I to like, one. I forgot I a two like, in there. I was like, God damn! So they're the same as Greensboro and and Furman. I mean, Furman just won an NCAA tournament game last year. So okay, yeah, that's no, no, no. You're allowed. You're allowed one mulligan. You've only filled out uh, 350 of these bad boys so far. So uh, yeah, we're on preview 30 of 32. So (laughs) if you can, if you can hit your bets at that rate, uh, you won't be on this show. You'll be on a yacht, freaking sinking Dan Snyder's ship somewhere. So uh, Matt, what's up? Uh, What do you? think of these terriers yeah i feel like finally we're we're rinsing away the wofford teams because i feel like they had a guy that was just like you recognize for seven years like this guy's still yeah. on the team always and a white guy finally, too. Oh, yeah always <laughs> yeah. a little white point guard there and so it's a new regime there like like you guys said i don't think it's here yet but i think that good things are coming in the next five years but i'm going to take a backseat to them for sure this year yeah, just to add to the running joke of the college basketball experience, that little white point guard for four of the last five years was uh, um, what's his what's his name? The Storm uh, something? no, yeah, Storm. the Charleston point guard. Oh, uh, uh, your, your guy, your, yeah, your guy. My guy. Is, I, yeah. I can't think of his name, but the chat <laughs> loves him. Uh, Gannon for for uh, clarity or. Uh, Larson, Larson. Yes, Larson. Ryan Larson. Yeah, uh, he dated my prom uh, prom date, so they uh, they were together for a little bit. So yeah, that that was the kid. Um, but BJ Mack was also. Fading. We started fading him <laughs> late in the year, and then they lost it like Oscar on the money line. And Colby's like, "This is because they have the biggest coward in the history of American kind." Yeah. I go. Chet caught great. on from there on out. It was <laughs> yeah. it was pretty good. Um, but yeah, BJ Mack also was there for. Uh, in eternity, it felt like. I mean, he was the presence down yeah. low for them uh, for a few years. Last year, he averaged 16 and a half and five. Um, and then they also lose Pavletsky, who was, I mean, in the backcourt, just a wizard sometimes with the, the shots he'd make in the final minutes of the sh- or final seconds of the shot clock. They bring back Corey Tripp, who's like the only uh, returning starter from last season, eight and a half points per game last year he was efficient but he wasn't really one of the top scoring offenses uh uh, one of the top scoring 
options on the offense. That's a tongue twister. Um, And then Carson McCorkle, I've actually heard pretty good things about him as well. He'll play in the the three. He's also a guard. But Chase Cormier, he's a sophomore. He's coming in to head the point from Northeastern. Uh, So it's it's a rebuilding year for Wofford and Dwight Perry. But uh, ultimately, I think it was probably a good move um, because, I mean, over the past couple of years, this team was – putrid defensively the offense was really good but they couldn't stop anybody uh a leaking faucet uh otherwise they would have been a contender uh in the socon tournament to represent in the ncaa tournament but they just, they just couldn't stop the other teams from scoring it's that simple um so i like the move uh but it's a rebuilding year for Wofford. agreed all right everybody's favorite time where we go 10 to 1 and i'll lead it off and we'll go around the horn at 10 you know, this really wasn't hard. Uh, I got VMI. <laughs> no, I agree. Where are you going for 10? Yeah, VMI for me. Uh, from one military institution to the other, give me the Bulldogs of Citadel. Gannon, so, I assume you have VMI at 10? Yep, thumbs up. Yeah, he, he thumbs up. He thumbs oh, up. I was not looking at the screen at the time. <laughs> now it'll get uh, Now it'll get interesting. The Citadel for me at 9. It all for you. Yeah. Uh, let's let's take a look. Let's do a deeper dive on this. Uh, at number uh, dive. at number eight, man, I kind of like this coach too, but like, I'll go Mercer. Yeah, I'll go, right I'll go Wofford. I'll go Wofford. I went Wofford at seven. <laughs> I've, I've Wofford at seven. ETSU for me at seven. ETSU, okay. At number six, I got... I got Chattanooga at six. I got the Buccaneers of East Tennessee State at six. I got the Mox, Chattanooga, I'm with you. At number five, I got ETSU. I got Mercer Bears at number five. Chattanooga for me at five. Chattanooga for you at five. Um, at number four, this is where it gets interesting. Yeah, yeah. I think we so, all have the same top. Four. Do we have we? Do we all have the same four affirming Greensboro, Sanford, and, and uh, Western Carolina? I believe yes. So. My at four, number- I have Sanford. And number four for me, I think I got Samford as well. I like All right. I, I said top three. I said they're going to be a top three team. I'm putting uh, West Carolina at four. And number three, I got Furman at three. I think they take a slight step back, but I think I think this is – just like last year where I think everybody's 15 and three, 14 and four top four separated by a game, maybe two games. I like Western Carolina at three. I think they bring a lot back from a season ago where they came in fourth. I think they're definitely taking a step up this season. So I like them at least in third. Plus eight eight to one. Matt, Matt said it early in the show. Sorry. Eight to one is definitely live. I like that price. I agree with you there. I got the Paladins at number three. Oh, I like it. So we, Matt and I both on Furman at three. I got Greensboro at two. Okay. Which means I got eight to one. Western Carolina, the Catamounts win the SoCon. They're going to party. They're going to party, Weehawk. Let's go, baby. Uh... I went Furman second, so that means I have UNCG. I already said it during the show. They're my conference winner, um, and that that's a pretty good price for them as well. It's plus 240. They're not the betting favorite. It's Furman, um, so maybe that shortens up throughout the season. I personally have not bet that yet, though. Uh, I'll be transparent, um, but it, it it's definitely on my short list of ones that I'm eyeing. Yep, so I'm with you there. My number one team is going to be UNCG, followed by Samford. Originally had them at four, but I talked myself into that roster at number two. So 
we will see how it pans out. We could all agree this this could be a fun race, and every single year, outside of maybe the Fletcher McGee year with uh, Fletcher McGee, obviously, I just said Fletcher McGee twice. <laughs> this 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 league seems to always come down to the wire with the top four, maybe top three, maybe. I mean, th- this league is always always such a fun league. They got great teams. I mean, even ETSU and Chattanooga, it wouldn't surprise me if they push those top four a little bit. And and uh, I mean, Wofford, we'll see what happens with the new hire. But, hey, the season is upon us. Noah, what do we have remaining on the college basketball experience? So, unfortunately, we're not, being, we're not going to be able to get to the SEC tonight, Thursday night. However, if you're listening to this Thursday night, that means you can tune in on Friday night when we are talking SEC and we're going to finish it off with we saved the best for the last, the SWAC. So that's going to be fun. <laughs> Colby and I tomorrow night, that one's going to be a fun one. So, um hit us up with your picks for those two conferences on twitter at at tc on sgpn um and all of our tags are displayed on the show as well here on youtube um and as as always youtube first we record live on youtube and then the audio goes up on streaming platforms uh, i've said it a couple times throughout the preseason uh, apple's had a little bit of issues with uh, upload times so YouTube, that's where you need to go if you're looking for like on the on the beat uh, takes because prices tend to move, especially for the daily uh, the nightly oh, pick shows. Yeah, yeah. Matt, what you got going on? I know you got a thousand things going with golf. I mean, obviously, golf will calm down a little bit here, and you'll go all in on hoops. Uh, like you said, you're, golf you're doesn't stop, Mac. <laughs> it, they yeah. they take they take like I think it's like six weeks, right? It's, it's it's a little bit of a six to eight week for the holidays. It's like uh, it's six, six to eight weeks, but there's still tournaments. But you won't see any of the big names going till yeah j- okay. January. But right now there's still going, still playing the, right now. But the Dgens don't stop. Gannon's still grinding. Stop. I can't wait for the Phoenix <laughs> Open. I love that tournament with the fucking sixteen yeah. hole with everybody throwing beers. I go, I got to, <laughs> I got to be in that. So, but hey, everybody, like you said, go check out Matt's work. He's going to be all over the picks page. And you have anything else all- that you wanted to say, again? No, yeah, that's about it. Uh, yeah, you guys know where to find me on Twitter. Hit me up whenever. Questions yep. about golf, football, basketball. I'm there. Yep. Awesome. And he's at at Matt at or at Matt underscore Gannon underscore. There you go. There you go. We get, we got Correct. two underscores. The font's like small said, for some reason on all of ours. I, I know it's smaller than it is. I'm like, God damn, I need a magnifying glass. So, <laughs> uh, but, but like Matt said, he's going to be writing articles left and right. College Hoops is here. Four can't beers wait. in, Matt can't see the words in front of him. Oh, uh, is it? Does that say Not- Furman or does that say Furman or Wofford? I can't see. <laughs> give me the points. <laughs> uh, you hear a lot of that. And speaking of give me the points or or lay it, lay it with Longwood or 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 uh fair, everybody loves fair dick. All the sayings that will be coming back Sunday evening because the first pick show, because games start fucking Monday. So that means we're going live Sunday evening. Stay tuned on the exact time. Um they are, and they're coming back in an even bigger and better way, too. We got the Dundeeism line. We're working on that currently with all the merch behind the scenes. So we're hoping to have that for college basketball opening night with all Dundeeisms. Uh, we'll definitely have, I think, 10 options opening night. That should be fun. I've been working on that with the, the merch lord, Jake Paquin, in the background. North Carolina a and live Monday night. No, they're not. <laughs> Everybody could guess who North Carolina A and T's playing. They're live just because I said they're live. I haven't even dove into the roster, but they're they're, they're not playing we, Michigan. Who are you? Who are you even talking about? Who do you, they, who do you think they they're completely playing? retooled their roster? You're talking about who, Pitt. Yeah, so. <laughs> I was gonna say, who am I automatically gonna fade? No. Always fade the team that had the best ATS record. They're due for regression. Here we go. It all starts on Sunday night, like Noah said. Night Matt in, doesn't night mention out. the best ATS record during the year. He just chooses to mention it before the new year uh, <laughs> as a reason to fade him. Oh, the only the only game I remember was Notre Dame beating them. That that was the greatest game of all time. And, the only uh, game I remember is Pitt beating Iowa State's ass when I was there in person with you. That was a great time. You're you're not including who did they lose to? Did they lose to Florida State? Was it Florida State or was it Georgia Tech? It was one of the two. Louisville. <laughs> 
They did lose to Louisville. I thought one of their losses was Louisville. <laughs> yeah, they should not have been in the tournament. Absolute joke. They paid them off. It, it, don't worry, they ain't making it this year. So there you go. Eat shit pit in the chat. But hey, we're back tomorrow. SEC, SWAC, um, and Matt. Obviously, we're gonna have you back here as well all Hell season yeah. long. So look forward to having you back. And Noah Beanick. You were right. I mean, it was Florida State. My bad. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, Louisville. You think I missed a big <laughs> game? I had it on the money line. So, and uh, I think that's it. We're out of here. Go Mountaineers.